Carlos Santiago Amigos, and welcome to episode 23 of the Old Man and CV podcast. Today, we have as a guest someone very ordinary, because this week's episode is me. Because this episode is the final episode of series one. So I wanted to use this episode, well, to say thank you, but to kind of sum up what's been going on really over the last five months. It's difficult to believe that back in March, beginning of March, I was sitting in my armchair at one lunchtime, very frustrated about the lack of response and reaction I was getting to various job applications and thought, what am I going to do about it? And I thought, I know, I'll launch a podcast. Now, as I've recounted before, I had no idea how to launch a podcast. I didn't know how to record one, edit it, get it up onto a host, distribute it. Sure, I knew how to do the marketing bit, but all the other bits, the technology bits, I had no idea about. So to me, learning technology was kind of illustrative of people in our situation where people think, well, you know, the 50 plus generation don't want to learn about new technology and incorporate it into their world. So part of the reason for launching the podcast was to kind of demonstrate that I like playing with technology and I could continue to learn new things, including technology. And the reason that I got interested in technology, and by the way, if you ask me how to fix a push bike or remember what the shortcuts are on Excel, then I don't have a clue. But I've always liked playing with technology. And the reason for that is down to someone I used to work with uh, many years ago. So forgive the digression, uh, because it's my podcast and actually I can do what I want. Um, I'll tell you a little story. In the early 90s, it was probably about 1993-ish, so 30 years ago, I was working for a company called Icon Publications. Spent lovely time there, worked there five or six years. Uh, It was a B2B magazine publisher talking about telecoms and broadcast and satellite and power generation across the Middle East and the Asia-Pacific region. And I worked in a magazine called Asian Communications, which was a magazine for the governments and the PTTs and the manufacturers that enabled uh, the manufacturers like Nokia and Alcatel, Siemens and various others to sell in kit into these uh, countries. The editorial director there was a guy called David Shortland. And he came from uh, electronics engineering background before he got into journalism. Um, used to work for British Aerospace, various people like that. And the four kind of chapters in Asian communications were telecoms, datacoms, wireless, and multimedia. And I was having a chat with David one day. I said, what is this multimedia stuff? Now, bearing in mind, this is the early 90s. So mobile phones had just come in, but they were the size of bricks. And they had an external aerial that was the size of a wire coat hanger. And they were powered by something the size of a car battery. So I asked him to explain what multimedia was, and he kind of talked about ADSL and various other technology terms. I said, Dave, just tell me in English, what's multimedia? What does it all mean? And he said, right, so 
this mobile phone you've got, one day it's going to be just the size of your hand and as thick as your fingers, it's going to be that small. I kind of gather slightly, mm, is it? Doubtful look. And he said, and you're not just going to be able to make telephone calls on it because that's all you could do at the time. He said, you're going to be able to send messages and documents and you'll be able to look up anything because there's this thing called the web and people post stuff up on there and you'll be able to access any information from around the world from these web pages. You'll be able to watch films. You'll be able to watch TV. You'll be able to listen to the radio, play music. You could even buy things from anywhere around the world from a device. And added to that, you're going to have one number which you're going to carry through your entire life. And I just looked at him and said, Dave, what you're telling me is this phone is going to have a fax machine in it. This is before email, remember? A television set, a radio, a hi-fi stack, a computer, which is currently the size of half a living room, a cinema screen, and a supermarket, all in this one little phone. And he went, yep. And I just looked at him and laughed and said, don't be ridiculous. Well, I think history, as they say, has uh, has proved that out. But it was a really useful um, story for me that as these things started coming into our everyday life and as technology developed, that who knows what technology can bring in the future? Who knows what's going to happen over the next 30 years? So I would urge you, whether you're working for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, or you just want to use technology after you eventually retire, then just keep learning about technology because you have got no idea where we will be in 30 years' time. And it's our kind of it's our duty to ourselves and to our family, friends, and the rest of society to keep learning this stuff and having a a coherent voice in that conversation. So that's my little digression. So how did the podcast do? Well, do you know what? We did all right, considering, as I say, it was just this idea of sitting in my armchair one Monday lunchtime. In the early days, we actually got into the top 25% of globally listened to podcasts, and then numbers fell away and we fell out of that. But we've been listened to in over 35 countries. And we've also published now 23 episodes and something like 90% of podcasts have less than 10 episodes. So we've actually hit some pretty big numbers. So I'm very grateful to you all for contributing, contributing to the debate, listening and sharing and liking and obviously reposting to your networks. And going back to the B2B days of the magazines, it was about eight, 10 weeks in where it suddenly dawned on me that in, in B2B publishing, well, in B2C publishing too, there's a synergy between editorial, circulation and advertising. So if you get the right editorial, you drive up the circulation. If you drive up the circulation, you get more advertising. Therefore, you've got more money to invest in more editorial. And it's this kind of perfect positive spiral. And I said to my wife, 
this is like publishing. We've got content, listeners, and sponsorship. Wow. And she just looked at me and just went, Dull. Because it took me that long to realize. This podcast was launched really to more than anything else to help other people that are in the same position as me because it's frustrating it's isolating and you almost think there's a there's like a credit rating um there's an experience for jobs where they they kind of look at your cv and you have an interview and then they go on to this job experience and go oh that credit rating is not good enough you you almost become paranoid about it Obviously, that's not the case, but you do think like that. So this was to help other people in the same position as me. And it was about learning, continued learning. And I've learned loads from not just the comments and contributions that listeners have made, but from guests. I mean, what a wide range of subjects we've had. We've had diversity, we've had inclusion, we've had mental well-being, we've had training, we've had the mechanics of like building a CV, etc. We've talked about transitions, sense of purpose, loads of different things. And I've learned loads. I've been really, really fortunate that I've just had half an hour of free education every week by just listening to these people who, who wanted to help others by sharing their knowledge and experience. You know, there was no commercial gain for them. I mean, maybe a, a slight side desk of someone might call them and, and ask for their services, but it was all about helping other people. And that led, of course, to messages from listeners. And we had loads. When, when, you know, there was a point where we were receiving 100 messages a week. Uh, it was just mad. Um. And they were from people who said, hey, just listen to your podcast. I thought it was just me. And it clearly isn't. And that's helped me so much. Or people that said, oh, I've just listened to that podcast on so-and-so, and I used that in my interview, and that helped me secure a job. Or people saying, um, some of the podcasts I've listened to time and time again, because they've got so much content in there that I just wanted to kind of like write it down so I remembered it all. And that's been really fulfilling for me, knowing how much it's helped, because that's what the podcast originally set out to do, um, to help other people and just be kind. I've got a great belief in that just, just be kind and pay it forward, because it will come around and it will help you in time. And the other thing I have is, you know, just learn something new every day and make someone smile every day. I don't mean by telling them a joke necessarily, but I guess just by by being kind to someone, you can make them smile and cheer up their day. You know, whether that's in the supermarket or whether it's at work or whether it's with your uh, friends and family. To me, some of the best bits that, that stand out from the episodes were, um, I remember asking Simon Williams, the BBC documentary maker who transitioned into becoming a teacher um, later on in life and I said to him you know at what point is it that your 18 year old students realize that you know what you're talking about and he just promptly turned around and said well it's just when they realize that I know what I'm talking about which is probably the best answer we've ever had um, I thought 
Tim Smith's Britney Spears story was just such a fantastic anecdote. That was really, really good. Um, one of my personal favourites, um, purely from my own ego's point of view, was talking to Eleanor Mills, former editorial director of the Sunday Times and renowned journalist uh, and campaigner. And we were talking slightly before we recorded um, recorded the episode, and then we carried on talking after the recording had finished. And we were talking about ink being in your blood and once you're in publishing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she asked me what I had wanted to get out of uh, of the podcasts. Uh, and I said something like, well, for me, I always wanted to be a journalist. Um, that's what I first set out to do 35 years ago. Um, so for me, just being able to pretend to be a journalist for 15 minutes a week has been brilliant. And bearing in mind the interviews that she has carried out, she turned around to me and said, but Andy, you are a journalist. And probably said more through kindness than belief, but I'm going to take that away from this whole series of probably my highlights. So Eleanor, thank you very much indeed for that. Obviously, it's not all gone well. We've had some, some good things for... Listeners, you may not realise that when we set up a guest, we do kind of an introduction. I send out a brief about what the podcast is about. I send a list of kind of questions so they're not blindsided. Um, and there's a lot of work that goes on before and after each episode has been recorded. The actual recording bit is probably only about 10% of the work. But during those recordings, we have had some brilliant outtakes. Um, I wish I could put them all together uh, in an episode, but it would probably, I don't care about my credibility, but it would possibly damage the credibility of, of some people. But I'll, I'll mention just uh, two. Um, and so for forgiveness in advance, please. Um, Richard Burkhard, who came on uh, May the 4th episode, um, transparency is that Richard and I have been friends for over 50 years. And we were talking about something very serious, but because we knew each other so well, that episode had something like 50 odd edits because we were laughing so much as we recorded that. And that was a real, real joy to do. Um, again, interviewing Simon Williams, and he kept on getting the introduction wrong time and time and time again. Now, bearing in mind, who he's worked with, David Attenborough, people like that, and the interviews he's carried out. We got to the point where I just laughed and said, and you're a professional, right? So there's been some really good, fun moments during all of this, which has underpinned all this learning and knowledge sharing from our fabulous guests. Um, I want to thank a couple of people. Um, Colin Roche, Dawn White, Jeremy Griffiths, Danny Russell, Ben Watkins, you have been unwavering advocates and supporters of this podcast from the beginning. So thank you so much for that, for liking, sharing and reposting constantly. Um, Richard Stevenson at Quick Brown Fox, who uh, has sponsored uh, quite a few of these episodes. So, Rich, thank you very much indeed, mate. Um that's about it. Thank you all listeners. Thank you all contributors. We are going to take a break now. And if you are working, then enjoy your summer break and 
relax, have fun with your family, friends, and loved ones. And if you are still looking for work, then good luck in your adventures to find something that is rewarding and satisfying and giving you a sense of purpose. Your job is out there. Just keep looking. The podcast hasn't brought me uh, a full-time job. I'm still looking for a senior sales leadership position to the SaaS company, but it has brought me a couple of consultancy jobs um, because people listened to the podcast and said, hey, Andy, you're obviously not working full-time. Can you come and do this for me? Which I've been delighted to do. So that's been really, really good. I'd like to thank my family for supporting this especially my wife who has put up with me spending far too much time on the podcast without getting paid for the last four or five months and without her support none of this would have happened so thank you mrs w um this is it it's not goodbye it's just au revoir we are going to have a little think over the summer and see what we can come back with in the autumn for series two. And as much as I've really enjoyed all the mechanical side of the subject, such as how to improve your CV, how to talk to a recruitment agency, et cetera, as well as the mental well-being, diversity, inclusion side, I think the part that I've really enjoyed is the where we've kind of slightly gone off the beaten track of job hunting and talked about other things that were like almost educational documentaries. And I'd like to do some more of those. So there are still some guests maybe for series two. You know, I'd love to talk to people like Richard Branson, Duncan Ballantyne, uh, David Attenborough, Sarah Hunter, Jason Fox, Jeremy Hunt, even maybe even like Ed Sheeran or Dara O'Brien, just people that have got so much to say. So if you know any of those guys and you want to put me in contact with them, that would be fantastic. Just remember, this podcast started because it was all about ageism. And one of the things I've learned over the last five months is there are a lot of people and a lot of people with very strong voices globally talking about this very issue. It's not just something for the UK, but it is something that is affecting many, particularly um, industrialized nations and it's it's an area that we have to have to address and get as many people on board as possible i wish there was a united voice and a banner that we could all get behind i mean that's why i started trying to bring in the hashtag about build a beach because if we all bring a handful of sand then we'll soon together we'll build a beach and that will get noticed and I guess we're still a long way away from that yet. So keep fighting in your everyday life and waving the banner against ageism in the same way that we have fought against many other things, because it's only together, working together, that we can change this. So I hope you've enjoyed listening. You've enjoyed learning something new. I've learned loads, which has been an absolute joy for me. Thank you all again. Have a great summer. Until the autumn, Santiago amigos, au revoir. 
just time for the credits for the music intro and the eye dance Abigail Eva Holly One. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. And that, I think, is where we have our chapter heading. At any age, you can get stuck into absolutely anything. Thank you for joining. Oh. Thank you for joining the podcast today, Richard. It's valuable insights. Thank you very much. I thank you. Do you want to do, say, do thank you properly? <laughs> oh, no, I was supposed to say thank you. Oh, yeah, I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> right, <clears throat> I'll do my bit again. <laughs> and as usual, that is a great way to end it. So, Richard Burkard. Thank you very much indeed for joining the podcast today. And Andy, can I just say thank you very much. This is different and in incredibly enjoyable, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. You old fart. <laughs> 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 <laughs>